we're on episode 56 of Spinal Tap Minute, the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and Stonehenge wrong-size the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. And I'm Sean German of 5 com. And with us today, a very special guest we have from the Fire and Water Podcast Network, Rob Kelly. Rob, thanks for joining us. Bobby Fleckman! <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to get that in. That is one of my favorite things. I'll never have a chance to say it in an appropriate setting, so I had to, I had to get it in. I apologize. Oh, no, no apology. Yes, we're big Bobby Fleckman fans. <laughs> never tired. You of know, you scene. know. Yeah, uh, I never get tired of hearing uh, hearing that that voice. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we we love Bobby around these parts. But we have gathered here today not to talk about the hostess with the mostess, but to talk about minute fifty six of the movie. This is Spinal Tap. Minute fifty six starts with Nigel's spoken word opening to the. The big stage production, Stonehenge. At the end, we see the, the band breaks into song. And in between, uh, we just get a minute of Nigel giving us a, uh, in, a very inaccurate history lesson about the living rocks of Stonehenge. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so yes. this, this minute is all performance. We're all on stage with the band doing Stonehenge and Nigel starts off with a little uh, intro before the, the rest of the band kicks in with the instruments and the singing and whatnot. And uh, I don't know, it's a little bit of a paradox. Maybe it's a cone. It's, it's something to think about this strange race of people, the Druids, but no one knows who they were. So how do you, how do you give a name to a group of people that no one knows who they were? <laughs> <laughs> That's my first issue of of the many inaccuracies <laughs> with these licks. Every time I watch this segment with with uh, Nigel, I I don't know. It's it's hard for me to get a read on like whether Nigel is really stupid or not <laughs> stupid. But when I watch Christopher Guest, just the way Christopher Guest does the intro, I almost get the sense that Nigel is reading these words phonetically. Like he just has literally <laughs> no idea what he's saying. And no one knows who they were. It just—I don't know. I think if you asked him, "What are you literally saying?" He would not be able to tell you what he's talking. <laughs> that is so great. That's such a great interpretation of this. Yeah, I totally get that. That he looks so serious and moody, and is again here he is with no no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> and and this big huge cape and uh the glitter the lighting, eye makeup i love the, the glitter, glitter eye makeup, makeup. me too yeah, the, the gold glitter and i lots wonder if it's smoke smoke machines <laughs> all over the stage oh yes lots of smoke lots of smoke so i wonder if did did nigel get jealous of derek because early on we saw derek showing a lot of chest uh, during these performances, he wasn't topless, but he'd be wearing just straps or bondage gear or something. And I think this is the the second performance now in a row. Well, there was the little clip of, of Nigel doing his solo, and he was also not wearing a shirt then either. Or is yeah. it just now they're in the South? Because they're in Austin, Texas. Is it just too hot 
for a shirt. I don't know. I, I probably with all the pyrotechnics, it's probably really hot. Although, of course, then if, if if you think it's too hot for Nigel to wear a shirt, the poor drummer with his man in the iron mask thing that he's got. Going <laughs> oh, on, yeah. That must be killer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and this is like the first time we've seen Nigel take on the be- I mean David's in there too, but mm-hmm. Nigel's really like leading this performance with his his spoken word intro. Right, yeah. So this is yeah, the the first real Nigel song that we're seeing that he's yeah. he's taking the lead. A- <laughs> he's like looking around. <laughs> there's a, like, there's a- yeah, go ahead, Rob. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a there's a great reverse shot of of David when he's just watching Nigel do the intro, and like I always get the sense that David more than Nigel kind of gets the that this is not going great. Like he's just more self aware than Nigel. But in that mm-hmm. moment, he looks like he's convinced of their genius. Like, <laughs> yes. like this is the most amazing thing any rock band. This is like the wall or, you know, like whatever big right. thing, like this is their very, he just is. And it, it's ruined a little by the, the, the sash on his forehead, which is like, it's <laughs> not, is not period accurate. I'm pretty sure. Uh, but it's like, that's just to me, that's the moment where David seems totally bought into this whole thing. Yeah. And speaking of that, that sash on his head, it's, coordinated with janine like she also has one of those so i was kind of thinking if she wasn't here he may not be wearing that but she of might i could imagine her saying you know having one on her head and mm-hmm. saying you know this is a great look for you you know and like dressing him and adding it and it may be him not even really wanting it but being a, you know a good sport kind of like his <laughs> yeah good his sport. sweater and <laughs> putting that on because you're right it doesn't it really doesn't go with this whole there's we a do lot s- that doesn't go we we see her the, briefly in the background standing mm. next to uh to, uh, what's Ian. his name oh, Ian. Ian yeah and it's just like that little I mean she's like a ghost you know hovering over the you know the whole proceedings and you know that her standing next to to Ian is that's not good you know like right. you know he doesn't want her to be there and he's probably annoyed so I, I like all those I mean it may have just been accidental although knowing these guys the genius of this movie probably not but it it just gives like that she's she's omnipresent now that she's shown up she's always hovering around and you know that's probably driving nigel uh, crazy as well totally totally yeah Yeah, it's interesting too is there's a shot of the two of them kind of blurry blurry blurryish in the background you know like stage right and Nigel, and there's like, it's interesting because there's, like you said, she's kind of like a ghost and there's this, the smoke machine between them. So they do look very <laughs> spectral back there. It's atmospheric and Nigel's, you know, the front and very focused. And yeah, they are like, they both now have, both of them are, we don't quite know it yet, but they're both sort of wrestling back there for influence band influence when i when i watch these guys all in their outfits and you see viv and the what's the drummer's name i keep forgetting the drummer's name mick 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 mick, mick, Shrimpton, mick Shrimpton. Of course. and and it's like the way that they're completely like they're in their outfits and it's i don't know we, we've seen in the previous episodes that viv 
and we heard from him directly on your show, like how kind of get along he was. Like he was mm-hmm. just totally okay. But I could wonder, like, do they ever get tired of this nonsense? Like, can like they're just can we just play? Do we have to like? Why do I have to wear my Iron Mask? Can I? <laughs> do I have to wear? You know, can I just play the stupid songs? But I get the sense that that Viv especially. Uh, just is completely, hey man, whatever. And of course, Mick, as long as he has the sex and the drugs, he doesn't really care about <laughs> the rest of the stuff. <laughs> but I wonder about that in any band, you know, where it's like where there's a lead singer or a lead guitarist, they're kind of the main creative drivers. You got to right. wonder if the other guys in the band are just kind of like rolling their eyes a little, you know, when it's like, oh, we we have the creative vision of the band. You got to wonder if they're just like, can can we just play the songs? Like, why do I have to do this? Whole yeah. Thing? Yeah. It reminds me of that thing you do, you know, or the lead singer and he's writing all the material and he's taking it so seriously. And the other guys just, you know, want to have a good time. Like they want to play good music, but they want to have fun and, you know, travel and, and um, just enjoy the moment and he's like always you know the suffering artist and it's pretty unbearable <laughs> i didn't see this movie in the theater i was too young i would not have been interested in it but i i caught it on cable and mm-hmm. like in the years between when it was in the theaters and then when it came to cable like that was when like I really learned of like Christopher Guest and Michael McCann and, and all this. Christopher Guest had then been on Saturday Night Live at that point, I think. Mm-hmm. And like I started appreciating who these guys were. And I don't know. It was I, – I I look at it now and I'm like I could see how much stuff they jam into these moments. And you know these two minutes, these don't have any jokes in them. You know, these right. two minutes. By the way, thank you so much for giving me minutes that have no jokes in them. Funniest <laughs> <laughs> the movies of all time, and you give me the part where there's no jokes. But like, but like, I remember, I still remember watching this on cable for the first time, and you know, I knew it was a gag from the beginning because I just was aware of who Rob Reiner was. I mean, it was like, yo, hey, that's Meathead. You know what I mean? Like, I knew who all right, these people were. Right. I was never fooled. But I remember watching this Stonehenge sequence, not knowing what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, so now when you watch the segment, knowing what's coming, like, this is the greatest lead up to a joke in movie <laughs> history. Because it's, the song is so well done. It's a real song. I mean, it works as a real, if you heard it on the radio in 1978, you would buy totally. it. Totally. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. You know, and Definitely. so it's like, and the level of production that they gave it in terms of Spinal Tap as a band, and then the movie itself gives this moment you really feel like you're about to see you're you're almost like wow spinal tap really could have been like a really good band and then of course it all falls apart <laughs> but i mean <laughs> the lead up is so well done and so straight faced that it's i don't know i watching these minutes over again even though again there's no jokes it's you're like wow th- this is real they're having this is a real moment i'm, I'm experiencing yeah yeah and there's no dialogue so you're not getting that yeah but the, i mean there's visual i get what you're saying but there's no there's visual jokes in just that like yeah viv what are you wearing you're wearing like a serape or like a vest over like a silky oversized blouse with a viking helmet well, yeah, the helmet <laughs> with the like nose cover hanging down i don't know if there's a probably a word for that yeah that thing the looks viking so nose 
Yes, that does not look comfortable at all. Doesn't look like anything I'd be wanting to wear and be playing two keyboards at you know at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I've got two hands. He's got two. Hands. <laughs> Though I do think there are, there are some jokes in the lyrics. I have to think that that some of this absurdity is on purpose. That these guys are, are a little bit more educated than whoever wrote this song is is letting on. <laughs> I mean, something just, just the connection of druids and Stonehenge. Because so Stonehenge, we're looking at like two to three thousand years BC for the monuments in the area that we think of Stonehenge. Druids for for Druids and and the Celtics, you're 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 going like two two thousand years in the future. Like <laughs> the Druids had nothing to do with Stonehenge. Stonehenge <laughs> was old, was an ancient monument already by the time the Druids were around. There's no connection between – I mean, at least they're both in, you know, in, in England. Then you start throwing in banshees that are really kind of more Irish than English. Right. And then you get Pan. Well, I guess I'm, I'm jumping ahead to the next minute. But then they start thinking <laughs> about Pan, who's a Greek god, who's like, you know, not even in the British Isles. The <laughs> the lyrics are completely absurd. I, I agree with the, the production as a song. If you don't – yeah. If you don't have access to Wikipedia – you might listen to it and think it's a good song, but unfortunately, <laughs> we do have access to Wikipedia, and we do know that th- these lyrics are completely ridiculous. Well, it makes me wonder, like, what kind of songs would Nigel have written with access to the internet if he had that? <laughs> like, it would have been even more just a melange of just different things, you yeah. know, going down rabbit holes of, you know, just crazy. Oh, it's, these things are about, yeah. I mean, I don't know enough about history to kind of, like parse that together but i did do look up a little because i'm like this i don't think any of this stuff matches like i don't think stone down has anything to do with the man in the iron mask I don't think <laughs> that one is. but it's like yeah. nigel just i nigel had to pull this together from going to the library i guess or what he just <laughs> what he had floating across the transom as it were i mean it's yeah. just all weird because then again you then he's got the 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 glam eye makeup like all of a sudden right. he's doing velvet gold mine. Like what, what's <laughs> happening? I don't understand. Well, I have to wonder. So you, Heidi, you mentioned a little bit about Viv's get up. Like, is I wonder if he even knows, like when he got dressed, did he know Stonehenge was going to happen tonight? Like he may have been wearing this anyway, given the, the range and the, you know, the, the variety of outfits we've seen Viv Savage wear for these performances. Because I was because again, there's no connection between Vikings and you know and, and druids or Stonehenge. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with the and I don't even know if that's an actual Viking helmet. It's probably it looks more like the the closest thing I could think of it, that I've seen elsewhere is F- Fred Flintstone's Buffalo Lodge. Right. It looks like the the Buffalo Lodge helmet, but there's. <laughs> I, I'd put it at 50-50 that this is just what Viv was going to wear. He just shows up and he's like, oh, we're doing Stonehenge? Okay. <laughs> and Derek looks a little like a caveman with his stuff. Yes. Like, it's yes. just all – oh, yeah. It's just so all over the place. And and I don't know. Like, is that an indication of poor planning on Spinal – like, poor research on Spinal Tap's part? Or is it more of an indication of that things are falling apart? Like, like there's cl- like, who's in charge of it? Like, there's got to be somebody in charge of getting their props, <laughs> right. like their roadie. Uh, I know you've named the roadie. Uh, forget the Moke. name of the 
Mook, yeah, who Mook, of course Mook, appeared in, yeah. Mook appeared in uh, the Sure Thing, <laughs> uh, which is part of the Spinal Tap movie universe. But it, right, it's like you know, does it indicate that that Ian is not you know focusing on the details? That it's all just random crap that they got from a costume store, and they're like, oh, what do we have that's medieval? Okay, right. that's good. That's yeah, good enough. Right. That, good that's, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's that's an excellent question. Uh, in that, um, yeah, who's in charge? <laughs> Is there well, who's the adult in the room here? Right. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. <laughs> that's a question that probably should have been asked much earlier in the tour. Right. I mean, we know there's no sex and drugs for Ian. We know that's not going on. He's, he's, he's finding lost luggage. So it's like, is it Janine's responsibility? It's this is so many questions of <laughs> watching this moment. Definitely. So we were talking earlier um, before we started recording, and you were saying you didn't have so much a spinal tap moment to share, but that you did want to talk about going to see a particular show. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I'm not a big concert person. I think I'm just an old fuddy-duddy. I think I've been to like 30 concerts in my lifetime, and 20 of them are Bob Dylan, so that kind of tells you where I am <laughs> in terms of... But I mean, I have to say, most of the concerts I've seen have, were really, really good. So I'm not a performer. I've never been on a stage. I have no musical ability at all, so I don't have any sort of like embarrassing Spinal Tap moment. But I, I have been to a concert where like I think it was an enormously amazing experience, and um, it was October 20th, 1994, and I was seeing Bob Dylan, there he is again, uh, at the Roseland Ballroom. And it was a general admission show. And so mm-hmm. we're all packed in mm-hmm. like sardines, me and my, my my friend. And we're jammed in there. And Bob did a great show. And everybody was all excited. And it was great. And then he disappears. Uh, and people are clapping. And you know he's going to come back out for the encore because he always does. So uh, there's noise and noise and noise and noise. And then, and then Bob comes out. And you're like, everybody's clapping. It's, oh, Bob Dylan's coming out. And then Neil Young comes out. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and wow. people just start losing their minds because it's like, oh, my God, Neil Young is coming out. And then Bruce Springsteen comes out. <laughs> and it's like people just started like they weren't literally fainting, but it was pretty close. I mean, it, I mean, everyone, since everyone was jammed in, like you could just feel the vibrations of the crowd as people just lost their minds wow three of them are together and then they so they broke into highway 61 revisited and they play and then they did i I forget the second song i think it was rainy day women number 12 and 35 and it was like the most you just couldn't believe it you just could and that was the end of the show right so the show ends and everyone is walking out of the rose and ballroom just dizzy because you just can't believe what you saw and me and my friend are walking back to the port authority and we're we're talking among them we just can't believe what we saw we're like we just saw Bruce Springsteen and Young and Bob Dylan. <laughs> and as as we're walking, a woman is walking uh, kind of parallel to us, not with us. Just She just happens to be walking the same direction. And she overhears mm-hmm. us. And she's like, she thinks, I guess, I guess she thought we were like trying to like pick her up or something. Because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, that you, you guys made that up. That didn't happen. Like she thought, we, I guess, I don't know. It was weird. Like she thought we were mm-hmm. lying. And as... We were talking, we walk by like a like a little food mart and there's a guy who has a radio on and literally over the radio is like a DJ saying, hey, everybody, if you were just at the Roseland Ballroom, you won't believe it. Bob Dylan played with Bruce Springsteen and Neil Young and she hears it. <laughs> and we look at her like, see, and she was like, oh, my God. And it was like it was such a New York moment because it was like two in the morning and it was just unbelievable. And 
so this is 1994, it's pre-internet. And like, you know, I have no proof that this happened <laughs> other than to tell people, you know, and nobody believes me. Yeah. And then um, years later, um, a British music magazine ran an article on the concert and they have a photo of the three of them on stage together. And I look at the photo and judging by where the photo is taken from, that person who ever took the photo must have been about a foot away from me. Because that's, oh where, I, that's wow. where I was. And so that – and that's the header on my Twitter page for my Bob Dylan podcast, Pod Dylan, because it's like that is the only photographic evidence I have that that actually happened. Oh, wow. That is a great story. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you got to experience that. Like, I'm uh, excited for you. <laughs> I, if only – I don't want to be greedy, but if only I could have been at the diner that they went to eat at afterwards. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. That's wow. awesome. That is quite a story. <laughs> Again, it's a good story. It's not a spinal step story. Nothing, emba- nothing, nothing embarrassing. Yet. Bob didn't do Stonehenge or anything like that. <laughs> That's all right. We'll we'll take a good story, a story with a happy ending. That's yep. all right. Yes. Well, and speaking of happy endings, I didn't I didn't mention it last weekend or last minute. Um, but so the band is on stage. They're right. playing a song. The performance is happening. So the score is now six gigs played versus five gigs that have been canceled. <laughs> nice. So the band is winning. Right now they're they're ahead. They're winning the tour. They've played more concerts than shows have been canceled. And so, six uh, plus five is what? Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. This cool. tour goes to eleven. <laughs> So, yeah, so you mentioned that you, um, Rob, that you have a podcast, but I met you not through that podcast, but I started following one of your other podcasts. So you have a few podcasts. <laughs> Would you like to talk a little bit about that? We Just have tell way, us. Yeah, we have way too many podcasts over on our, our network site. But yeah, I am me and my partner, Chris Franklin, uh, who is part of our, our network. We are going to be starting Superman Movie Minute. Uh, which nice. we'll take a look at the original 1978 Superman movie. We're going to do it five minutes at a time. We're cheating a little just because we have a network site and we don't want to like drown the network in shows because we don't want to like bigfoot <laughs> the other guys. So we're going to do it fi- one once a week, five minutes at a time. And it was it was funny. Like you know, these movie minute shows are rep- reproducing like plankton. You know, I mean, it's just like they're just growing exponentially. <laughs> and what do you and have I against can- plankton? That's <laughs> wrong with plankton. Nothing, nothing, nothing wrong with plankton, but as far as I know, they they reproduce very very quickly. <laughs> and so, like, I would keep going back to the movies by minute page that the Pete the Retailer and and Alex set up, mm-hmm. and I would keep figuring, well, Superman's going to show up eventually, right? Because like all the major kind of geek touchstone movies have been movie minuteized, mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars, yeah. Jaws, Raiders. Uh, Alien, Star Trek. You know, I'm like, okay, eventually they're going to get to Superman and nobody's doing Superman. And I'm like, (laughs) I love that movie. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. It's my partner Chris's favorite movie. And we were sort of going back and forth about it. And we're like, how are we going to fit it in? Because we do all these other shows. And then we just said, let's just do it because we will never tire of talking about Superman. So we're not exactly sure when it's going to launch just yet. We have a preview episode up and then we're going to be doing another episode where we talk about the trailer very soon. Uh, But uh, it is coming. Superman Movie Minute. Great. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my favorite movies, too. Definitely a movie of like that era. I remember just... 
going with my dad. My dad took us to a lot of movies, my brother and I. I just remember us really enjoying, you know, it was just funny and sweet. And, you know, there's the wonderful, corny, what is that where they're flying and she's doing her voiceover? Can you run mine? But yeah, a lot of good stuff. Cool. Looking forward to that for sure. Yeah. Well, that that that's kind of the movie that really kicked off the modern wave of you know superhero comic book movies. Because uh, there was a long time there were like the the serials in the forties and fifties, the black and white Superman, and and bat. There was a Batman serial as well. And then for a long time, I guess you get you know the the Batman of the sixties, the right. Adam West. Batman. And then there's not a lot of, at least in the movies, there's not a lot of superheroes until Superman. Right. I mean, there were like kind of like some off, I don't say off brand, but like there was Doc Savage and there was some other things where they tried to do superheroes. And Mm -hmm. virtually every superhero movie following the Batman TV show, it just does it campy because they, they don't, they didn't know that you could do it any other way. They were just like, I guess you got to do it like Batman. It's all a joke. It's all just a big joke. And it was, it took Richard Donner uh, to, to when he got the the reins of Superman to say, no, 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 uh, you got to do it straight. As he calls it, it's Superman, his mom and American, it is America is a, a apple pie mom and the American flag. And he's like, you can't make a joke of that. And so he's the one that steered the ship because the original, I don't, I mean, this is Spinal Tap Minute. I don't want to d- turn the show. Sure, sure. Minute, but it's like basically... You know, the original Superman script was all jokey and it was camp humor. And he got that script and just jettisoned it and did it straight. And that's what what you ended up with was the movie. So to me, he is really the the guy responsible for steering out of uh, steering instead of what it could have been a tremendous crash. Would have been a campy Superman movie. (laughs) Wow. So that sounds great. Looking forward to uh, listening to that. Yeah. So, well, is there anything else particular about this minute that either one of you want to discuss well i think i just want to point out it's about uh what about eight nine seconds left in the minute that there's like a big reveal that suddenly we switch gears from the kind of soft slow spoken word passage part of the song to the the heavy metal rock and roll part of the song and the capes get flown off and the lights come on and um we get to see yeah you know we finally get to see what's what's under those the, the cloaks and the hoods that the band have been wearing and uh and then the, they're rocking out and the crowd is loving it and uh and then it's Stonehenge. But uh we'll and we'll get there's there's some more Stonehenge in the next minute. So we can talk about it then. Yeah, so Rob, yeah. would you uh like to, you know, continue on? We've kind of teased it already, but you want to hang out with us and we'll go over um the next minute. I would love to learn more about Stonehenge. All right. Cool. Another minute of no jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, then uh, we hope you all have enjoyed hanging out with us for episode 56 of Spinal Tap Minute. You can find us at SpinalTapMinute.com and uh, hang out with us. And uh, that's how I ran into Rob was on Twitter at Spinal Tap Minute on Twitter and on Instagram, too. And you can also hang out with us on the Facebook, where we have a little thing we call the Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge, our little uh, listeners group there. And so, Rob, if folks want to hear you uh, talk about Superman or Bob Dylan or or any other superheroes, where can they find you? (laughs) 
<laughs> Bob Dylan is a superhero. I would absolutely agree with that statement. Yeah, you, you can find all of our shows over on our network site, which is fireandwaterpodcast.com. We have a great group of people, and we produce pretty much a new show every day and, and on one thing or the next. And uh, it's, a, it's a great bunch of guys and a great bunch of shows. So check it out. All right. Fantastic. We'll, uh, and we'll put links to all that stuff on the website so uh, you can take a look at that. But until next time, and so say all of us, tap, tap, tap into, into America. America. Nice. <laughs>